Hey y'all, my name is LMC. If you guys are new to the channel, then hit that subscribe button down below. I'd very much appreciate it. I cover all things cannabis, like I said. If you want to stay up to date, hit the notification bell. Also hit the subscribe button, but hit the notification bell turn on to all. Um, but yeah, let's jump right into the segment. So we got news yesterday, like I think it was early two days, early morning, maybe two days ago. But we got news that looks like the AG or the attorney general pick for Joe Biden is going to be Merrick Garland. So if you don't know, remember who Merrick Garland is, it is actually Obama's pick for um, Supreme Court. And Mitch McConnell and the Republicans actually blocked it until Trump was in office and then switched it to, um, I can't remember which, which, which one it was, but Trump is actually, Trump is, Trump has actually shaped the court in an insane way. I mean, he had the ability to pick three justices and that's unheard of in a four year span. That's pretty unheard of. Um, so crazy stuff, but, um, just, just for anybody that remembers that name, like, oh, I remember that name. Yeah, that's that's what it's from. So this is uh, in Marijuana Moment. This is by Kyle Yeager. Give Kyle Yeager a follow, by the way. So this is Twitter. Shout out to Marijuana Moment. But the title of this article, this is published January 7th, 14 hours ago, 2021. Title is Biden Attorney General Pick Merrick Garland Wants to Defer to DEA on Marijuana Science and Classification. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't really like that title, but. Let's read and let's we're going to listen here to a clip of him talking about it. So President-elect Joe Biden is reportedly set to nominate Judge Merrick Garland, who seems to feel that the Drug Enforcement Administration or the DEA should be deferred when it comes to the science and classification um, of marijuana to serve as the next U.S. Attorney General. But according to the press reports, he's also selecting two civil rights activists who embrace cannabis legalization to serve on other top posts of the Justice Department. Together, together, the picks have, could have far-reaching implications for marijuana policy. Garland has previously nominated by President Obama to serve as Supreme Court, only to have the nomination blocked by Senate Republicans. Right, we talked all about that already. Okay, so the principal concern for reform advocates when it comes to Garland in 2012 federal lawsuit, a federal lawsuit case over the DEA's denial of a marijuana rescheduling petition he was one of the three judges to a U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit panel that upheld the denial. And his commentary during the oral argument suggests he feels DEA is appropriate agency to weigh cannabis science and set scheduling policy. And I really disagree with that because, I mean, this is a agency that has now for years been in opposition to it. I mean, it's an agency that was created to enforce people not to have cannabis, right? So that doesn't make a lot of sense for me. And, it, and I think... You know, if you, you know, I've read, I've read, I went last couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, I went over a article written by a former DEA, DEA agent. And, you know, while it was good, like the, the, the article, it's on my LMC news YouTube channel, by the way, if you want to check that out, um, it's there. But, you know, what was so interesting to me was he was for cannabis legalization. He, he had changed his mind on it, but he still had a very warped view of the war on drugs and what makes, you know, in, in general, what, what causes all of these problems when it comes to making drugs legal. Anyway, that's for, you know, go check out that video if you want to go learn about that, but let's keep going. So in the case, the court was responsible for examining whether DEA and meaningfully considered the therapeutic potential of cannabis before deciding it should remain its 
uh, restrictive category. The agency has repeatedly maintained that marijuana should be kept as a schedule one drug because it claims the plant has no proven medical value and a high risk potential. And that's just obviously so, so false, right? So not true. Okay, let's, um, let's listen to, let's listen to this. Um, and, yeah. Yes, Your Honor, however, however, to answer that question, Chevron de deference is not warranted in this case where the DEA itself and HHS have taken multiple different interpretations of the statute. At times they say that the standard is acceptance by qualified experts, which we agree with. Uh, and at times they say, well, a material conflict of opinion <laughs> precludes such a finding. So they've taken conflicting positions, in which case Chevron deference is not appropriate. Uh, so turning to the potential for abuse. Wait, uh, before, before you get to that, what about the adequate and well-controlled studies? Uh, in terms of the adequate and well-controlled studies. So I, I'm sure I understand. Um, th that was one of the five requirements that we approved in Act 2 or 3, however you designate it, right? Yes, Your Honor. Uh, and, um, and, and so for people that, oh, man. Uh, okay, we got to listen to it here. But Yes, Your Honor, however. How uh, you guys can obviously tell who Merrick Garland is. It's the other voice, but in terms of the adequate and well-controlled study, so I, I'm sure I understand. This is Merrick Garland. Uh, that was one of the five requirements that we approved in Act Two or Three, however you designate it, right? Yes, Your Honor. Uh, and, um, and and so all each of the five is required, correct? That is the position of the agency. Yes, Your Honor. And we said it was reasonable in. Act. Yes, Your Honor, but that would be based on the facts of that case. The, the specific issues that I'm raising. I say reasonable to, have, uh, reasonable to have those requirements, not that they reasonably applied them in this case. Yes, Your Honor. That's reason, but I, well, don't you have to address, then, their contention that there are not adequate and well-controlled studies? Well, Your Honor, it's our, it's our position that there are adequate and well-controlled studies. I mean, what exactly is an adequate and well-controlled study is something that we, of course, would, would uh, like to further address since there's been emerging scientific data since 2002, which Using is... that aside for the moment, um, don't we have to defer to the agency? Defer doesn't mean they win, but defer in the sense of, of um, be, um, we're not scientists, they are, to the definition of what is an adequate and well-controlled study. Y yes, Your Honor. Uh, so what is your answer to that argument? Well, the answer to that is, is again, the DEA has, has not been but so clear uh, about what exactly it means by adequate and well-controlled study. I mean, they're saying it requires a, a significant sample size that you have a double-blind uh, placebo-controlled study. Uh, however, the, D, uh, the problem here is that the DEA, or rather NIDA, uh, refuses to allow such studies to exist. They will only fund studies that try to demonstrate the harmfulness of marijuana. They won't allow such studies to exist. So there we have it, guys. I mean, if you really guys, we really think about it, the DEA should have nothing to do with this because, to be honest, they have been from day one enemies of cannabis. Okay, like you heard at the very end, you know, they only want to prove that it's bad for you. They don't want to prove any. They don't want to show any. They've made it so hard for cannabis uh, advocacy groups for any, you know, people trying to get genuine cannabis testing done. And it's pretty disgusting to see what, what the, what that has been, you know, uh, of, you know, they really have. Um, and so for, 
the DEA to, you know, for Mayor Garland to, de, you know, to defer, right, to the DEA, that's a really, really bad idea, in my opinion. You know, um, now we'll have to see how, you know, things turn out, but not my favorite uh, thing to see so far. But let's keep going a little bit more through this article and we'll wrap it up here. So now that's not necessarily the judgment of whether cannabis has a medical value or the appropriateness of its legal classification under federal law but it does offer a window into Garland's perspective on deference to the DEA at a time when its decision-making on cannabis is again being challenged in court. Their decision-making on cannabis has absolutely been dreadful. It has been obviously skewed. Um, and, you know, that's not great. Okay. We do not want the DEA to be in charge of any sort of things going on with cannabis. Okay. So, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Yeager writes in Marijuana Moment, he writes, as attorney general, Garland would be in a position to unilaterally initiate a petition to reschedule cannabis as head of the Justice Department under which DEA is organized. He would also have considerable influence of the agency's scheduling and enforcement policies when it comes to marijuana. Advocates were hopeful that Biden would pick someone who might proactively push for the, the policy change, such as former Senator Doug Jones, Democrat from Alabama, was on the record as saying cannabis should be completely descheduled, but appear but that appears not to have been the case. It's still possible that Biden, who himself supports modestly reclassifying marijuana to Schedule Two, could be urged to have his administration push for broader reform by other new administrative picks who are in favor of legalization. However, so former former prosecutor and civil rights activist Vanita Gupta. Gupta, uh, meanwhile, is expected to be chosen to serve as the associate attorney general. She favors cannabis legalization and has strongly condemned harsh criminalization policies for nonviolent drug offenses. Gupta currently serves as president of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, the LCCHR, a position, a position in which she um, has voiced support for a House-passed bill to federally legalize marijuana and has railed against in the injustices of the drug war. Gupta is, is, was part of a criminal justice task force organized by Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders prior to the Democratic presidential nomination. Okay, you can see her. She's tweeting right here in support because the more I passed last uh, December. You know, so really to really just kind of summarize this uh, you know, this, this, this article and, and this pick that's, uh, so Merrick Garland is not necessarily the best pick at all when it comes to cannabis legalization for attorney general, but he does have two, um, you know, second in commands that, you know, are very pro cannabis legalization and are activists that are against the war on drugs. So that's good to hear. Typically, you know, we want to see people surrounding the main power source. I mean, you know, the main source of power, right, in, in this in this case, right, is obviously Merrick Garland. And if we can have people that are directly surrounding him that are pro-cannabis and understand, you know, very understand the negative aspects of the war on drugs and keeping cannabis illegal, that's a good thing. So, you know, take it how you guys want to. Um, we'll definitely be exploring this a lot more. We'll probably hear more from Merrick Garland in the future. Uh, but this initial preliminary uh you know, understanding of Merrick Garland, I think is interesting. It's a little bit worrying, but I, I'm not, I think there's a good balance here in a sense with those other two uh, lower, uh, you know, that are the assistant attorney generals, right? So that's great to hear. Um, and then Kristen Clark, by the way, is the other one 
um, which is which is going to be awesome to see. So, so she backs cannabis legalization, and that's good. Also, I just want to add this too. Separately, Biden re- recently selected a nominee for president, uh, nominee for Secretary of Health and Human Services (HHS), California Attorney General Xavier Becerra, Becerra uh, who is amen- uh, amenable to reform, and in his role, he could help facilitate rescheduling, which the Justice Department plays a key role in marijuana federal scheduling. A medical and scientific review by HHS is binding on the Attorney General's subsequent classification decision. So, you know, for the most part, uh, it's okay. It's not, it's not great, but it's not, it's not bad. We'll have to see how this turns out. Anyways, guys, if you guys are new to the channel, definitely hit the subscribe button down below, cover all things cannabis, uh, check out also in the description, um, you know, all of the links and everything else. Also, I just did a really dope podcast with the former NFL, uh, linebacker from who used to play for the Seattle Seahawks, Lofa Tatupu. Big fan of him since I was since I was younger, but we had a great conversation. That's going to be premiering at 6.45 p.m. tonight, uh, Pacific time on the Frame of Flower podcast YouTube channel. So guys, go and follow that or go subscribe to that. If you haven't, go check that out. It's a super interesting conversation. It's a little bit shorter, um, but uh, yeah, it's really dope. Go check it out. Anyways, guys, my name is LMC. Really appreciate y'all. Hit the like button, drop a comment, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Anyways, hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and I hope you'll have an amazing, amazing day. Peace.